0: One, two, three, and we're live. Welcome to the Dispatches from the Scandamaniac podcast. I am your host, as always, Captain Rylan Johnson. Um, This is, I recorded one yesterday with my friend Colleen, and I'm going back to back. So I'm rolling out the podcast again. I'm feeling good about it. I took a little bit of a break and... Got uh, my campaign all organized and got a bunch of makerspace things caught up and got my sailboat business going. Just took a couple people from Ontario out for four days and feeling good about the boat. It sailed really well. Feeling better about the houseboat Airbnb life. i never-ending project and I never feel quite satisfied with the level of cleanliness or how much is done. But uh, that's enough of me ranting about my to-do list. Uh, my guest today is uh, Rob Warburton. Rob, can you do me a favor and uh, ring the ship's bell? Oh, yeah, that hit the levels just fine. I just dropped the mic. Very professional production studio of it's sitting in a Don Ho rocks class. <laughs> um... Rob, I guess I would generally introduce you in Yellowknife as a, a man about town. I feel like you kind of need no introduction <laughs> in that you seem to have your fingers in many pies. Is that uh, is that the saying? Uh, uh, yeah, that's,
1: yeah. I'm uh, I'm I'm busy. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm engaged. That's, I guess is a better term. Yeah. engaged. Yes, yes.
0: Uh, but I guess first and foremost, if you hand someone a business card, you are the co-owner of CloudWorks. Yeah, Would that be your go-to?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm a co-founder of Cloudworks. Uh, yeah, so I moseyed north in 2005 for a five-minute job in Detta. And then uh, I took a one-trip guiding job on the Nahanni with Nahanni River Ventures. And that turned into full seasons for a decade. So yeah, I just kind of found my way north. And then my partner got a job at Folk in the Rocks. That made it kind of more permanent. Yeah, I've been here ever since. So that's, uh, I, I
0: love that. That's like true Northern spending uh, <laughs> 10 years guiding the Nahani. Um, and then why the sudden jump into what is, you know, property management, real estate investment. God. So it's, uh,
1: <laughs> that's been like hindsight, right? So yeah, the, now we're like a, uh, property company kind of run spaces, but, uh, started out years ago as a kid. I just, I, I always liked property in hindsight so i always wanted to own one i dabbled a bit when i was younger in really horrible things down in alberta and then we got up here eventually it uh, sounds so sinister you mean like horrible investment oh yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah, just things that you bought with friends that had no money you know all that kind of crap right yeah yeah yeah. classic um, but yeah ended up here you know eventually uh guiding started tapering down i fell into the territorial government which is what everybody does yeah uh so i had decent paychecks i bought a condo Flipped a condo, bought a house, flipped that. Did so started doing it more. Well, still still on the side, and then eventually it got to the point where we just got tired of moving, um, and also the CRA was probably going to get excited if we kept moving like that. So, uh, partnered with a couple guys and uh, yeah, started CloudWorks, which is on its like third or fourth iteration. Yeah, it's, uh, it's where it's landed took a long time, but uh, yeah like everything else. And if you start doing one thing and yeah, I'm doing something else, it's just cause that's how it works. So
0: yeah. I, I feel like our lives in the last year or two, and maybe this is just me kind of getting more involved in things have overlapped in lots of like funny little ways. Like I'll see you in a makerspace meeting and then we'll just be like meeting on some other rant against the city. Or it's <laughs> like, Oh, Hey Rob. And, yeah. Uh,
1: There's a, yeah. So we make a point. Uh, well, I do, uh, but company wise we do of this, using a set bunch of our time in a day or in a week to kind of engage on things we find interesting. And for me, that tends to be, like, civic issues. So more city-based stuff. Uh, and the group of people that care about those things seems to be quite small. <laughs> so so I think this is why I run to each other all the time, is, like, uh, these things are very different. Makerspace is very different from a council meeting on zoning. Or whatever. Like, But just they're they all kind of touch on the same thing, right? It's all about, like what in our city can be better and what can we do to make it better? That's really the general theme. And yeah, there's like 10 people in town that do that, right? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like that aren't politicians. So
0: 10 people who are willing to actually like chat zoning bylaws and then it just filters out for like, you know, the same people who want to run a car car share share co-op. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, like, uh, yeah. So Cloudworks currently, uh, has a couple cars you run as a, as a car share, I guess. Again, that was like version one, uh, version two, too, is there's an actual Yellowknife Car Share cooperative that's registered in, and running and are uh, hoping within the next couple months to uh, have the first announcement and launch of that co-op so again like we started a thing which in, you know, has no there's no reason my company should run, be running a car share <laughs> <There's> just, <laughs> it is a huge loss of cash uh, but it's something that we saw the city had in their bylaws no one was doing and I didn't want the northern thing happening where someone does it half ass or shitty and then it goes away um as an option so uh so yeah so we started this thing and then but hopefully it has its own legs here really soon uh there's a board of directors and we can it can kind of can kind of go its own way so that's kind of the goal
0: yeah. <laughs> that's funny that's the goal of uh so many yellow projects i find is like yeah, I'll start it and I'll found it because, like, I you know I think I can, and then can like the city just pick this up or can someone else take this over? I just want to hand over. <laughs> and uh, we were talking about this, like, just having like a stack of ready to go like business plans, <laughs> it's like, hey, do you want to run a business? Here it is. Like, yeah,
1: there's just so many, like, yeah, there's so many good ideas. It's just like which, like, where's your time go, right? Yeah. Like I remember the climbing club was well, 2000 and. Six, maybe 2007 just a couple people around a, around the kitchen table so we, we formed the climbing club yeah got you no know, registered nonprofit and, and in the early days that was just like in the summer climbing on rock uh, the first indoor climb wall that we had was in a storage locker in Cam Lake it was like five by eight or something mm-hmm. a heated storage locker yeah we just ghettoed that up in some climbing and then that eventually moved into the basement of the pottery uh, uh the guild there the pottery guild uh and then by that point i was kind of like you know i was not really involved anymore it had you know the second or third version of the board they had you know more oomph uh and then many versions later i backed away years ago and that turned into the climbing club getting an indoor climb wall at the city which now now they've backed away so now it's a city-owned facility like it's 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 interesting seeing something just kind of like iterate its way from nothing to to a you know kind of big functioning thing yeah that was like
0: uh, i was kind of on the periphery of that discussion and that was like the board's intention it's funny is like our goal is to stop existing like take this city yeah. here it is <laughs> like you know give us a climbing wall and bam yeah
1: yeah so, so like the, the climb clubs now uh they do like outdoor stuff like yeah. so they run outdoor courses and stuff which is what everyone wanted to do they wanted to run kind of like organizing activities and events they didn't really like meant like a climb wall it's like my current job right now it's it's cool and, and funky, but it's it's managing a physical space, right? Which exactly. is a ton of very boring work. <laughs> you know, paying rent, to make sure things are running. You know, who's staffing? It's, it's it's a lot of very kind of tedious management stuff. Which, if you're really passionate about like it's climbing, odds are you're not into managing a space. So yeah.
0: Well, this is like makerspaces' whole problem right now. It's like, ah, oh, do we get a space? And like now I'm a landlord, and there's this. <laughs> There's this problem. Anyone who started a makerspace or creation station, whatever you want to call it, they're like every hour you invest in doing that is like an hour you don't have on building your canoe, which is your whole point of doing this. It's yeah. like, so you're just like your projects windle away
1: and you, before you know it, you're doing board governance training and it's yeah. like
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: yellow knife. You're just dying on a board. Yeah. No, yeah. They, uh, the, uh, makers, the makerspace thing, I, I, I like how you guys are in it right now. Like it's, it's, it is using little to no resources, which is perfect. Uh, it's bootstrapped, is what it is. Yeah. I, I, if you're comparing it to a business, it's just doing it with the least amount of uh, time and equity required to do it, which is good, right? Uh, it gives you. It's a great way to test and see if it works out. Kind of end of the summer, like we tried before. You guys will kind of see kind of what how did it work. Do we like it? Do you want to do anything different? Yeah. It's a great way to test it. It's also a great thing because that model you can just put it on pause for a period of time, right? You don't need to just a physical space, you, just, you have to keep running, like it or not. Yeah, exactly. This, if you guys don't want to run it for a couple of months, you just stop doing it, right? Um, I think it's great. It's a great way to test it out. Yeah, because physical, like, I know this from work, like, it's its not a subtle commitment to to get a space. Um, and not just the all knife, because, you know, every single one is expensive, but leasing, especially, like, commercial space, is just, in general, daunting, right? So... Um, that's a huge step to do so if you can work out of a bus the tool bus (laughs) and you can do pop-ups essentially pop-ups in boardrooms and shops and all that's way better to do that as long as you can uh, until you have to talk to a guy like me (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly right um
0: there's also an annoying thing in that there's so many spaces that are underutilized like we've been working with the senior society who have a great like you know kind of bootstrap wood shop in the basement of NUP and it's like there's six guys who use it and it's empty half the time and so I'm just kind of waiting for that silver bullet of someone to be like, "Listen, we got this really underutilized space because Yellowknife's really bad at like having spaces that are occupied one percent of the time or oh just God. storage, you know."
1: Uh, this is the so yeah, there's uh, space is expensive here like yeah. uh, like to like dollar amounts are high. The uh, it takes a lot of you know it's hard to to get a space at full time. But, yeah, you're right. There's, like, tons of spaces in this town. I, think, I don't think we need more space. but I don't, we, I don't think we build anything else in the island. I think we just need to use the stuff we have better. Amen. My entire business model is premised on reusing things that exist, right? Um, I don't, man, like, kudos to those guys that build new big condos and all that stuff. Like, the, like that's, that's not my jam. Because uh, I, I, I can just find so many uses for a space that exists. Um, yes, there's a lot of empty space in town. Uh, but it's I think mostly because it's not being used the right way it's not it's not adapting what people want it to do now there's also a bunch of economic and market reasons why that can't happen but I'll bore you so <laughs> <laughs>
0: no but I think I, this is like it's really interesting seeing cloudworks operate because you and like Sam Gamble and I, I've chatted a lot and like Sam's a numbers guy and you're both like at the end of the day just like it's a business you're straight capitalists. but there's like this it's how a business should be run. Like you understand that like, Oh no, there's like an interest in lobbying to kind of change this or to like better the community. And I, I don't understand why that's just like not accepted practice. I mean, I guess at some point you just like become too large that you're like, well, I have yeah. to please my shareholders, but yeah, there's uh, you guys are in that sweet spot right
1: now. Well, yeah, we, we have control, right. Of yeah. Our, of our company, which is nice. And you're right. It's a scale, which we can, we can, you know, selfishly focus on what we want to focus on. But the, uh, yeah, like, uh, we have the time because our I, I I think if we're twice as big or three times as big as we are, I I would have to really it would take a lot more effort to carve the time out. Yeah. Um. To to do the advocacy work we do and um. But like yeah I I, I agree. There's no, there's always this thing that, that capitalism or business is at odds with public interest. I don't think so. I think they can. Well I we do it every day. Like, you can you can do both things. Right. Does it hurt business yes for sure i can make more money if i just didn't give a shit about where i live and i just like selfishly just try to profit as much as possible yeah i can make a bit more money but i I don't want i don't want to live in that place i don't want to run that company um yeah i and i have no doubt that a lot of the success i've had has been because i i try to do the right thing right now that does sometimes come comes at odd financially which is not a big deal but like like I can't give away space for free, right? I can't yeah, just yeah, give a nonprofit a space for free. Uh because that that's that's not financially possible for me. But can I donate a boardroom to maker space for a day? Sure. That's not like that's uh yes, I'm I could rent it out and make money in theory, but again, it's unutilized space, right? It's not being used all the time, so why not why not let it be used? But yeah, it's a, always a balance, right? You can't Yeah, balancing it out it's Exactly.
0: And I mean, there's an incentive for you to kind of like be invested in the community because then you have full buildings and you have happy tenants. And, you know, I think it, like there there is something to the small business model that like people are like, you know, I could probably jump ship over there and it may be 5% cheaper rent, but like. I've had a great relationship with Rob. So no, I'm keeping that. And like, I tell people all the time, like, Oh, you're looking for space. Go CloudWorks first. Like just, you're not like, don't deal. Don't jump to Northview. You're going to regret it. Eventually. (laughs) Like, like
1: like, I I know for sure. We're not the cheapest stuff in town. Like I I can't, I can't compete with some of these huge companies. Yeah. Um, so this is why we try to just the service side. Right. I I try to make sure that is a place you want to be for whatever you're doing. The, uh, yeah, I I I can't fire sell spaces like some of these guys can. I can't give away months and months of free rent like these guys can, and that's okay. So, um, but I have people that I have rented from us stay with us, and we have you know apartments too. Uh, they don't shop around because they 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 just like dealing with us, and I think a lot of that is because I we, we do do all those stuff in the community and try to engage a bit, right? Um, I think, well, I know that's why. So. Uh, especially when it comes to, like the nonprofits and the sectors that, uh, that, that that part of like who they work with really matters to them. Yeah, it, for sure. it, it makes me it makes me feel good that that they choose to work with us instead of just focusing on price point, which I know NGOs are very price sensitive. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess the other thing, Rob,
0: I kind of wanted to talk to you about is just um, <laughs> to me just stalling to try and think of a question. so <laughs> <laughs> Bad at this. I haven't had enough coffee yet um no I so this is probably going to end up being one of my most uh policy oriented podcasts uh, mostly I just kind of interview the person but I think all of our conversations just naturally go into complaining about the city or talking about business models and which is yeah. fine but um no I'd like to talk about Yellowknife because at the end of the day this podcast is a Yellowknife centric podcast and so maybe you could just kind of give me your general thoughts and we'll go in that direction I like how this becomes a meta, me just narrating as I go along about how I think this podcast should look. About, like, why you are staying in Yellowknife. Because I think at this point you have enough skills and you kind of know how to run a business well enough. And God knows the real estate game in Yellowknife is not easy and almost rigged against making money for a small guy. um, That you could jump ship and make more money. I, I mean, do you agree with that? And and or like, why are you staying in Yellowknife at this point?
1: Uh, two parts to that. So the yeah. first part, why am I staying? Uh, so I've, I was guiding. I've went all over the north, all over Canada. Um, I've traveled a lot. I've been very lucky when I was younger. And uh, there's a lot of great places, but the grass is just different than other places. It's not better. It's not worse. Um, but this is really home now. I've been here long enough. Um, I like the people. I like the place. Uh, for my uh, wife's mat leave, we spent a good portion of that um, in Ontario at her parents uh, last year, and because it had crossed our mind, right? Like, is this is this our forever home? You know, because we've now invested and in, bought a house and you know done renovations, which I don't ever anticipate get my money out of. <laughs> um, but at the time, we're thinking like like you know, what you know is this our what we want to be? And uh, being down in Ontario, like it was nice to be around family and stuff, but we missed it here. And I didn't like it down there. Didn't I? Didn't I grew up in a small town, so maybe that's part of it. But I just didn't. I didn't like all the traffic. I didn't like all the people. Like, sure, going to Costco for a hot dogs, super nice, right? But it's, that was not. Didn't fulfill. Like, it didn't. I don't need that in my life. So, uh, yeah, that's really That time down there really solidified us being here. So we're we're here. This is it. We're not. Uh, we're not jumping ship here. Um, you know, economically things are looking a little little headwindy. So, uh whatever. I'm here for long haul. Um uh, and also real estate on the boring side of it is not a short-term thing. It's something that you need to do for a long period of time to to make it actually work. So, in for long haul. What was the second part of the question? Um I can't remember the second. No, no. Yeah, I guess I was kind of asking whether you think you could well this is it was oh, kind oh, of oh, oh, profitable, yeah. So, yeah. uh on the profit side, um uh I, I think the opportunity for real estate is in Yellowknife. Uh I, I don't think I could do what I do in other market like as a company. Like personally I could go work for a different real estate company somewhere else, no problem. Uh and yes, I probably could make a bigger salary and do all those things, but uh like as an owner I think the opportunity is still here. I know people talk about downtown is empty, super high vacancy, um but a lot of that vacancy is with big ginormous uh, corporate Southern corporations, um, the locals, uh, the smaller landlords generally don't, don't have the same problem. Uh, it's cause we can be responsive, right? We live yeah. here we know people, uh, we can, we can respond and, and do things very differently than, than a large Southern based corporation. So, uh, yeah, like we're, uh, and frankly, people are making less money on the commercial side and other, in other markets than they are here. So, uh, professionally, this is a great place to be. I stand of opportunity here. Just, it's
0: just like, it. it is so much the land of opportunity. And I think what you've kind of said is important is that whatever you're doing, you can like take this level of control and do it your way. And like, yeah. It's, yeah. when no one else has done it, it's
1: like, well, this is the model I'm going
0: to use. Yeah.
1: And, and it's not like, and so it's happening in real estate, but it's happening in every industry now is like, there's a large group of people retiring, leaving, downsizing, whatever they're doing. And so there's going to be a lot of a lot of change in the next couple of years in every industry in town, not just real estate. Um, so there's going to be, I feel there's going to be opportunity, especially if someone wants to kind of reimagine or recreate or restructure kind of how things work here. Um, yeah. yeah. And it, it's, 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 like I said, like the same time people at a city council, you know, a meeting. Mm-hmm. So like, um, like how accessible is it? Yell? You know, and I, if you, there's eight city councilors. So if you have a good idea and you're really passionate about it, if it's a policy base or something the city can affect, you just got to convince eight people. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, like five of whom you can easily know on <laughs> a personal yeah. basis. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, yeah. Like this, that, that level of kind of being able to, you know, have a real relationship with people that make decisions in your community. It's great. Like if I lived in Ottawa, man, like there's no way I'm talking to anyone that can make any real decision. Uh, and it's a monster. Whereas, yeah, whereas here, you know, uh, like someone that's on a houseboat can go talk to the mayor you know like you can just you can just never do that yeah places. absolutely so, um Yeah, I I guess I was kind
0: of asking the profit question because I'm in an interesting position. I am actually, my partner Crystal's in the same thing. Where she just like quit her job, and the first question people ask is like, "Oh, where are you going?" Like they assume like you You left your job. (laughs) And she's like, "No, I'm just," and I'm in the same boat. It's like I quit my GNWT job, and people are like, "Oh, are you leaving?" It's like, "No, I'm not actually. I'm not going anywhere." And like I could go make that money in the government again, or I could go make more money down south. You know, lawyers are one of those we're pretty fucking employable, employable. <laughs> yeah. fortunately even when things are bad we're pretty employable because people start suing each other <laughs> um yeah yeah so i just i think it's i like when people stay here and it's like it's at some point it's just not even about the money it's just like there's a community here in Yellowknife that is it's it's hard to put your finger on to and maybe it's small town getting to know people but i also think it's like it's small town combined with like Kind of a progressive or willing to like change mindset, which is not the case in I grew up in a small town in rural BC, which I'm sure is very similar to Wainwright, Alberta, where you grew up, you know? <laughs> like you're if you went to city council and wanted to change something, the like the NIMBYism is way next level. Yeah. And I and I don't get that sense in Yellowknife. I yeah. I think a lot of our issues are due to people not really like nimbyism or being against it or whatever you want to use as the ideology to be in opposition it's mostly just like no no one's doing it and a lot of bureaucratic hurdles yeah. usually
1: yeah it's a yeah the the entrenched thing would not be i think uh like say city council or even like territorial politics they're not super entrenched like there's actually a lot of ability for them to move yeah when they do stuff uh it's the bureaucracy that's just this immovable mass yeah um you know People just camp out for thirty years in there. It's a big reason I left. I was I worked with uh, GMT for ten years, and uh, in the end, like I've I've on a year-to-year basis, I have I have not replaced my salary from GMT. <laughs> you know, as a take-home income, right? The company's yeah. grown, like equity in buildings, all this stuff. But the actual like paycheck I take home is not never matched that that uh, that amount. I've never worked so little for so much cash in my life, uh, but because there's, there's there's no one there's no incentive to change if you work in the bureaucracy, right? It's actually you get rewarded if it stays the same. Um, very like it's and, designed to be risk averse. Like, yeah, don't yeah, <laughs> yeah. Piss and, off your uh, minister. And and, and and as we've talked about before, right? There's just this default to to legal on so much stuff now at territorial level that there's this massive disconnect between what's actually happening. Like of course a lawyer's always gonna tell you, no offense, that there's a risk, right? Of course there's a risk. There's a risk of waking up and walking down your you know, walking beside your bed. Like but it's got to the point where no one's making decisions anymore and it's just being defaulted to the no risk option, which is not not really do anything.
0: Yeah, I really like I think lawyers need to do a far better job of explaining to everyone. Like, my job is to be the pessimist. Like I am <laughs> inherently supposed to tell you all of your risks, how they can go wrong, and then, you know, some things you could do to mitigate. Because there's an obligation on our own liability to make sure you understand every risk and like yeah. frame it in worst case. But people hear that and then they're scared right. and they just, <laughs> and there's this weird thing like many lawyers I know are, are not inherently pessimistic or risk averse. They're just in a profession that it has to be. It's like yeah. they're doing their job.
1: The, 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 their job <laughs> probably legal risk, right? Yeah, exactly. But I feel like what's happening is instead of uh, like a manager or a senior manager Deputy Minister and ADM making like making a decision, they'll just def- that they. It's very easy to just say oh, we can't do it because uh, legal says it's too risky. Yeah, that's like that's such a cop out, right? Like, and yes, like I'm sure there's a lot of times when that's true, right? That's that's probably very true, but I've personally encountered numerous times in interacting with the territorial government where that's been the answer. Oh, the liability or the risk is too high, and especially when it comes to the property stuff, I know that's not true. Like, well, I just know it's not true. Uh, but because they've been told or their perception is that it's risky they they just say no right
0: it's also hilarious when like government says that and then i can be like but here's citizen joe blow doing that yeah. like so they've taken on that risk and you are a government like you are designed to be able to take on larger risks like yeah. that's why we created this massive thing yeah. with m- so much insurance and millions of dollars to be like okay, we'll take on the you know contaminated lot and remediate it because no one else is ever going to solve that. The market no. will never fix that. No. It's like, that's your job to step in when there is risk because the market won't fix it. And government here is like, well, yeah. we just can't touch anything.
1: Oh, well, uh, I, we've talked about it before, but uh, the con mine head frame, so the Robertson head frame. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> one of the things we advocated for years ago was to save that head frame. And it, it was two reasons. One, it's a very iconic... Um, but there was a genuine like we'd done a business plan There's a genuine solid business case as a tourism product so walk in the door you go to the top stand on top look around right yeah. uh i had a, a meeting with one of the calgary <laughs> tower cn tower <laughs> space needle i had I had someone from the uh the central government been like well who's gonna stand on top of the comment head, head frame i was like exactly i was like you literally go to places in the world to stand on top of tall things. That's that's the entire premise of all those places, right? Uh, I said so. We just that's that's the business plan, right? And we, and we done you know the projections with tourist numbers, and blah. Like we just we it was not just a guess. Like yeah, we had I, you know yeah, how to write a business plan. Right? So, I- so we're just like okay, as a structure, as a building, this will make money, right? Um, but it's also like it's iconic. This should be saved. Uh, I think our. In hindsight, what we did wrong there is we really pushed it, you know, save the head frame. It's iconic. We didn't really, hopefully, we really pushed the business side enough like to educate. But anyway, I'm sitting in a meeting with one of the ministers and, uh, and all I keep hearing is, oh, con head frames a liability, liability. And it's like, like, it's not how it works, right? Like there's, it's a liability to the mine. It's an asset if you get it for free, right? Like this, this is how, this is how properties work. Uh, but because they've been told $2 million to blow it up, knock it over, you know, the, all I see is this big dollar bill on their head, and uh, I remember sitting in that meeting. I, I asked the minister, I was like, "So where's the line to knock the ledge over?" And they're like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Where in your balance book, in your, your balance sheets, like wh- where's the demo cost of of the, the legislative assembly?" And I was like, "I know it's not in there because that's not that's not that's not how buildings are treated, right?" So like saying that there's a demo cost to this tower is insane, right? Like it's not it's not. But unfortunately, it was one of those things where like. The mind, the way the, the mind, the risk of the mind works is the government has to assume that risk of that building and then transfer it over. Um, it could have gone to a nonprofit, it could have gone to tender, it could have, whatever they wanted, right? They couldn't do whatever they wanted. But uh, but they didn't. They just defaulted to this liability thing and they blow it up. And then, you know, a couple ministers that, and regular MLAs at the time that were very against the idea, you know, had all these Instagram photos. So, oh, we're so sorry to see it go down. And you're like, come on, come on. Yeah. And if there's ever, like,
0: a system designed to offload liability it's property like yeah. government take it carve it off in fee simple hand it off yeah, like you they, know you no longer own that it's not your property yeah yeah it's
1: like i the, i don't even understand the concern oh, there well i know and then man oh it's well, got lead paint it's got asbestos yes it does <laughs> yes it does that's just a number to calculate like <laughs> it's it's a... not it's not it's not like the boogeyman right like it's uh But But anyway, the whole uh,
0: country is filled with buildings that, like, if you view
1: them like that, are just straight liabilities, but they continue to exist in the market. And And we've dealt with, twice more now, we've dealt with the government on housing and real estate, and every, and this is why we just generally don't engage anymore, it's like, and every time, it's just this complete disconnect from what the market or what the public is doing versus what the government will do. Like, they're just completely different, and I just... It, it's like it's like they can opt op out of what's like how things work right like it's it's crazy it's crazy yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: sorry this just turned into exactly what i knew it was it's us ranting about yeah government policy but
1: uh but yeah like they're like they're i don't i don't think anybody is inherently like uh like anti-business or doesn't want the economy to grow right like we're, we're all aware that it is gonna turn it's it's shrinking now right like our economy is the only one in the, in the country not growing, and it's yeah. not going to do that for a couple of years. Um, so, diversification, doing these things, and like we all know this, and I, I have no doubt there's the intent is great at all political levels, but it's the doing part. It gets it gets stuck in weeds. Like you guys with the makerspace pop up you've been working on, right? Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like I want to take a building, I want to plunk it on a city lot, I want to activate a space, I want to yeah. do a civic thing it's going to drive people to these these downtown places mm-hmm. and you're getting buried buried in just like just bureaucratic bullshit like, like here's, <laughs> here's our start our end date it'll
0: will completely leave no trace like this is you know it's not even a thing you have to worry about we're a nonprofit. Oh, okay we'll send it to the lawyers like halfway through summer like oh we're still getting back to you it's like oh, this God. was a time period thing no... so so, <laughs> I, understand. Told
1: you, so we were working on some pop-up retail space yeah. downtown on a city lot because they own the primus stuff oh, they shouldn't have bought God. it but they bought it um in a pop-up space which is just like imagine like say it's a sea container or uh, a skidded atco, like whatever the building is, right? School bus, whatever. Like the yeah. the structure is just movable and temporary. And I, all, all I want to do is like, I want to take the thing, sit it on the lot, do pop-up retail, right? Yeah. This was very little economic case for me to do this, but it takes a lot of boxing civically, you know, new businesses downtown, re- revitalizing the retail downtown. And, the city's mandate is revitalize yeah, our downtown yeah, so core. do this. And, you know, professionally, it's a way for me to kind of incubate tenants if it works out for them maybe they'll move into permanent spaces like it's not there's still like a professional goal there but the uh but yeah win win and it just got buried in that well we need drawings and we need what color is the building and what size is your signage it was like i just need to know if i could yes or no Like just yes can i do it right if you want i can i can retrofit a school bus and park it (laughs) plug a meter and plug you know like like what a—it's just this inability to like just be economically sensitive to anything. I think this is the heart of it. Is like there's all these metrics for like engagement and 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 kind of bylaws and rules and at city level at territorial level, but it is never an economic. There's never a thought to the cost of the ask. Right? Hey, can you just fire me some drawings? Like, yeah, sure. I'll just drop a couple thousand bucks on a thing that's gonna be for four months. Yeah, like it's not. That's not happening, right? Like, there's just no thought to the cost of things, uh, and that's because government's not cost sensitive because they're getting paid. They don't, they don't particularly yeah. care. You know, they get paid to every two weeks. They don't, they don't need to think about the cost of what they're asking. Um, so yeah, I'm hope, hoping, hoping as things get a little rougher around here economically, I don't hope get, I don't hope it rough economically, but I'm hoping as that starts, well, that's an inevitability, like right like really sinking in. I'm hoping that people go, oh oh, we, we have to be quicker. We have to be more nimble. Like we, we, they have to be, because because no one's, like no one's gonna do anything if there's, if it's not uh, possible to do that. That combined with it being on like a
0: lot the city owns, overpaid for, won't sell, and henceforth is just not collecting property tax on. So like they could sell that built lot for half price, and in ten years it would
1: make it back, because you would then get taxes. Oh on god, so it. it's so insane. So maybe, <laughs> maybe something you should do for your campaign. The, um, so uh, what's not being calculated right now. And this is city level, and I've I've talked to City before, is opportunity cost, right? So, yeah. uh, so they have, you know, a bunch of inventory of lots in the city, which meant for sale forever. And I don't know exactly how long they've been for sale. Uh, but the big one is like the one bottom of school draw, it's a multifamily lot. Imagine it's got an apartment building on it, doing eighty thousand a year in taxes, which is oh. not crazy. That's been at least for sale for at least seven years. At least seven years, right? Uh, probably more. So eighty thousand. I'm just. I'm picking numbers here. they are not super accurate. Yeah, I'm just yeah, ballparking. Yeah. So say eight thousand dollars in taxes, which is not crazy for an apartment building, times seven years, five hundred sixty thousand. Is that correct? Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. they're still. You know. But they they dropped the price by a hundred grand last year. Like, woo. You know. Uh, who cares? At some point, like there has to be some way. The city's goal is tax generation, right? So all these lots you have sitting empty, a couple of Niven sitting empty. If they just auctioned them off if they if they had some way of just you know goes to mark goes to goes to market for five years if the market doesn't want it after five years like some process to just get rid of this stuff yeah so try to get market value for sure they should that's good value Obviously. for the taxpayer but if it's not moving now there's an opportunity cost so just move it out the door right um, but yeah. they, they, they can't they're just they're, they'll, well, it's and, still sitting there right <laughs> and like you can offload it at whatever half off with conditions
0: that like you have to build something because as soon as anything is, you know, the the land is being used for its greatest value. It's like, oh, the taxes are coming in. Yeah, and like, even the fact that we're not collecting tax on the
1: bare land, like, is embarrassing. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, just that. A, so, the this say sunk all this money in developing this dirt, and uh, this carrying cost, this opportunity cost, these years and years of vacancy? Uh, that's not being calculated, right? They're, so, like, they're like, oh, we sold all these lots, and you know, we've covered the development cost. Well you haven't because the last six lots you haven't sold or whatever are still like that's that has a cost opportunity cost anyway yeah, it's uh, any economic model would throw
0: that in there like, I just, if just I own that lot
1: I wouldn't develop and, it and I feel horrible because I was literally out of town in January when the land conversation pricing conversation came to council and I wasn't around right but I it's, it's also not my job like I'm a citizen to to fix that city policy but it's just so painfully wrong like anyway I'm on policy again, but yeah, yeah. it's, uh, I, <laughs> well, again, no one that in the city is trying to like, they're not purposely hoarding dirt, right? It's just, just all the mechanisms they have in place. It's just not create the right, the right incentive to move this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Well and I oh no, I hate when it like you feel guilty as if you have to go explain this to the city. like I shared this sign of like Georgian land value tax, and it's like from like eighteen ninety people were talking about land value taxes because there were cities across America where people were hoarding vacant lots and it's mm. like you can just create a tax incentive that, makes people not hoard vacant lots mm-hmm. and then in this case we have the gu- the city hoarding the vacant lots yeah. which is comical well, they, 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 they,
1: because... had, they had it for sale right so they're um like the, the, i know fair the the lot we're talking about is a 50 50 lot if people don't know what lot we're talking about downtown right well, any downtown of Franklin. them uh, four uh but, on 50 but the street. uh but yeah the the problem is here is there's like now, they've had reports about how to, how to, how to redevelop these lots and stuff. And there's, there's work they have to do, actually legal work they have to do, <laughs> yeah, I know. uh, which is like, it's just, I, I, I didn't know what's happening, but yeah, it's just, they're just sitting and they, they put it for sale, which is great, but there's a reason no one bought it for 10 years and was for sale before because it's not really useful. Um, so yeah, I'm just anything, I just want anything to happen with this stuff. Uh, cause the current state is just not, it's not okay. Amen. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's funny that this just devolved into policy vanting as always <laughs> Sorry. Um, no 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 it's no worries at all i guess the the other thing i well i'd like to take it back to Yellowknife. so i i mean as much as like you can continually seem to bang your head against the wall in you know passing off oh look here's a business plan that makes money but i wouldn't even touch it i had this one i did for um essentially uh like a, a wine store, a beer and wine store, separate from mm. the liquor store, you know, and like we'd, you'd have a little charcuterie board, you'd sell kind of, you'd like upscale it, throw it in, you know, not the, what is, it's not Center Square Mall, the the other mall. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you get them confused, we have two malls. YK get, Center. YK Center. Throw it in YK Center. Perfect. And it's like, first off, liquor stores are just like, a uh, the license to print money. But you, going and looking at the Liquor Act, and trying to break the monopoly of our, two liquor stores is just an
1: impossibility it's yeah. like
0: it would just never happen so it's just like well why would i why did i even think about this
1: idea you yeah know? like the uh yeah the north loves monopolies man they just they we we love them and the government supports them in every way possible and uh and like some things you know power i there's not a market really for even the power we have so having a com- competing electrical company would not really do anything i get that but yeah Having liquor monopolized is just <laughs> crazy. It's crazy.
0: And then we yeah. just threw cannabis on top. Oh, we'll yeah, have that yeah, monopoly yeah, too.
1: Yeah. And then we shut down the government warehouse, and uh, and uh, the the local liquor store is then in control of supplying his competition. Yeah. Right. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> <What is that? laughs> like, uh, I feel like I should have been here. Well, I should have been here thirty years ago. Right. Before I was born, I should have showed up. Like, it's just. <laughs> because uh, it's not a lot of this stuff is not is not that wh- whoever has a monopoly or whatever the monopoly is is often because it was just the first thing here exactly uh not that it was the best model not that it was the most useful it's just the first person here and that's 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 how they got a the monopoly right and
0: um, it's very odd that it uh it continues to exist because it's it's like it's not a it doesn't even fit on the political spectrum. Like, if you're supposed to be on the right wing, whatever that means, and you want like market competition, like there's no argument for monopoly. And if you're like on the far left, and you're, like there's no argument to just keep these weird monopolies existing. There's no. like there's no political ideology that's like, yeah, I love monopoly. Yeah, and well, there's just uh, laziness.
1: A, well, the uh, the the current system for like it's liquor and tickler, right? That yeah. the government gets to control it. So, uh, and this is not just DMT. Like every territory and principal government in the country besides me, Alberta, uh, which has kind of let that run wild. Uh, they want the profit. They want all the profit. So they maintain exactly. control, right? So this is it's not surprising that the control is, you know, ma- maintained by a territorial government. Uh, it's just this, I, I still understand this inability to, uh, and I know like we have a lot of addiction issues. We have a lot of that, a lot of those socials is happening in town due to alcohol. Um, but prohibition doesn't work. We know this like, um, you know <laughs> supports and wraparound supports for people that's what helps uh not like another liquor store is not going to make it worse or better or a wine store is not going to make it essentially worse uh it, the, the problem won't cha- go away right um yeah i this came to city council a while ago about, uh, about that like, debate was about, just about restricting hours and things you're just like it prohibition doesn't work it doesn't work i know so uh but yeah and i go yeah <laughs>
0: I, uh, yeah, I, this was like n- listening to Neil's talk on that city council thing was just so good. He's <laughs> like, this, this is not like, I've been to Europe. This isn't how we treat alcohol. Yeah. And also, just like, why are we, uh, I love the way that our government's just like, they get to the like not even close to the root cause like oh liquor store hours that's what we're going to spend our time and resources (laughs) on it's like what how did you think that's where you should start with this problem or even like did you see anuvik like prohibiting uh cannabis stores on the main street it's like anuvik is a main street like (laughs) why and also like anuvik city council you have bigger problems to deal with like why did you think you need to regulate cannabis just Put it as a other line in the business license list you know yeah. and it's just so funny these like debates that just become politicized and we spend hours on it. i'm like no the answer here is just like don't even start like <laughs> you want a cannabis store sure boom business license 200 bucks like all the other ones
1: yeah yeah it's again it's, it's this uh the pro- prohibition approach right if you restrict it or limit it or tighten it up it's gonna it's gonna stop the problem it's not that's not true mm. so anyway
0: uh, okay, well, I mean, maybe we'll wrap it up here in a bit, but maybe, I guess I just want to talk a little bit more about Rob, <laughs> who you are, what you're doing, um, so, you're staying in Yellowknife, you're, you're, raising a family, you're running Cloudworks, uh, what else, what else is in the future? I mean, you're, you're probably the most civically engaged person I know, <laughs> you, uh, you seem to be doing all sorts of things,
1: but, uh, you got any long-term plans, visions? Uh, I, I have been getting asked if I'm like you running for MLA or city council and, uh, I think
0: people beg you to run for city council <laughs> every election. <laughs> just, They're like, Oh, can you just run the yeah, city please?
1: It's just, uh, <laughs> yeah, which is very humbling to hear, but the, uh, yeah, for, for now that's not in the plan. So, uh, to say never was, is really silly cause things change, but, uh, didn't run last year for the civic election. Uh, just my personal life was just full and just didn't, didn't honestly have the time. It wasn't like my interest. Um, and then MLA territorially, it just, now it just doesn't interest me. It's, uh, I really like engaging at a civic level and the city level. Um, I feel it's way more nimble and, uh, things are easier to, uh, to improve. Uh, I feel like the, uh, for even talking to, you know, people, uh, ministers I've known and, and regular MLAs I've known before they are in, ca- in cabinet or, uh, in the ledge, uh, they even find it hard to move the needle. So, oh yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not sure that's that's where I would. This if if I if I was doing any any kind of uh, political thing, it would that would engage me really well. So it's uh, difficult. I so, always
0: tell anyone who's thinking of running, like, can you go spend a week in the legislature just legislative legislature, just watching it, like, see if you can spend a week watching, like, the pace of yeah. how slow it is, so like. Slow. Well, this motion to this act, and it's like all of our legislation is enabling legislation when the actual work happens in the regs. So it's yeah. like so slow.
1: Yeah. So the uh, yeah. So like like politically, I, I would not rule that out, but definitely not. Obviously, I didn't run for the civic one, and definitely not this election. It's not. That's mm-hmm. not in the cards. So um, I also really enjoy being able to just you know kind of engage when I want and who I want in a way I want. Yeah. Um, amen. And if I'm in any official capacity, you know, I can't do that. Like if I was a city counselor, you know, I, I can't talk to different departments in the city in the same way I can now. Um, same with, you know, I can, I can, I can email her or try to engage at the DM level or like whatever I want to do, right. I can do now, but you're kind of pigeonholed a bit, um, with how you can, how you can interact if you're in an official role. So, uh, for now i kind of, I kind of like doing what we're doing. Um, yeah and and we don't have any kind of advocacy plan or kind of platform or we're trying to like push the city at it's just as things you know as they try to do their downtown revitalization i have some thoughts on that um you know it's uh it's on the ground in the financial side i feel like we can contribute versus the theoretical i find a lot of policy and planning and strategies are very theoretical and not based in any actual economic reality so yeah that's what i'm trying to inject when we when we engage is that kind of stuff so that yeah and then mm-hmm. just keep growing the company like we're 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 trying really hard to uh you going to buy the Blanca <laughs> for a buck sure yeah uh yeah i would love to do i like, would love to do that but um i we we are still you know relatively small potatoes so um yeah i wish someone would just throw you 10 million here you go <laughs> go, you go to town Re- real estate is is usually a rich guy's game. Oh, uh, amen. And uh, and I am not them. So you know, I've I've bootstrapped a real estate company, which is again why I love you knife because that shouldn't theoretically be possible <laughs> to, to bootstrap a real estate company. Uh, but you can do that here. So uh, yeah, I would I would love to keep growing and and people seem to like our stuff. Our places are full. Um, uh, yeah, I'd just love to try to keep expanding that. And but yeah, as usual, you know, a business you hit a wall. And you're like, okay, well. I, I don't have rules of money so 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 <laughs> how do I how do I do this and that that part I'll let you know when I figure that out so yeah because yeah, <laughs> we're, we're still not there yet. <laughs> so uh yeah just yeah keep trying what we're doing until something else uh, it's like feast or famine right you're just waiting, waiting, waiting and then all' a hard things happening so yeah well uh yeah hopefully sooner rather right, than later that keeps going but yeah I think this is nothing but well and, and even as
0: our economy takes a turn here as a closure of our diamond mines there's for real estate there's kind of an interesting like there'll be like you say a high turnover of a lot of properties there might be a little push to like oh well we're already seeing um was a Wayne guy's proposal to like you know build these mini apartments and use you know have two car share co-ops and like that switch has happened and I like that alignment of for so many years there was people who were like such anti-development and like people who I would consider political allies and I don't know why that like anti-developer Attitude. I mean, I guess it developed because there was so much bad development, like just ugly, terrible condos. Yeah. But now it's just like the market's finally corrected itself. That I find there's like mixed use, like looking great downtown is like the best option for everyone involved.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's like uh, you know, it's it's like a, a cliche narrative, right? You see it all the time, movies and books, and the evil developer. Yeah. But, uh, but if you live if you live in a building, someone developed it, right? So yeah, exactly. If you occupy a space. An office, someone developed that, right? So someone's taken the time, and the energy, and, you know, in my case, my entire personal net worth, which is not that big. <laughs> uh, you know, like it's like going to a casino and going all on black every time. Like that's that's what it, that's what it is, right? So, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, so when some, you know, when Wayne wants to do this 12-plex, you know, I've heard people, all, you know, they're moaning about the size, whatever, whatever, but, you know, someone is willing to put their money uh, and frankly risk their money on something that is not market tested. Which I, too, think is a great, you know. Exactly. I think in every way it's going to tick a box that people want. It's something that's not being served. But, you know, someone's, someone's looking to invest a lot of money and time and energy into improving our community. Uh, is it profit? Yes, of course it's profit. You know, there's profit um, attached to that. That's how business works, right? You yeah. make money. Uh, but I can ass- I don't know, I don't know Wayne Guy's business plan, but I can uh, assure you it's not $10 million. Like, there's not... Um, This is it is not real estate is not as lucrative as people assume
0: it is. No, you're operating. Uh, Say if you're even in that 10% profit margin, it's like that can disappear with one bad zoning interpretation or like one Uh, market fluctuation. I had a
1: I had a um, a property a couple years ago. This is where I learned I'm not a general contractor. I I invest in places and I run them. Uh, I I need to hire someone to do physical renovations. Yeah. Uh, is we found asbestos in a property, we didn't anticipate. And that not only destroyed the entire profit margin, it put us underwater on that one. So, and it's just one thing. I miss one thing. Yeah. It's so Uh, easy. And it was a ginormous, ginormous cost.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, God forbid you're digging and you find some oil in the dirt. Like just, oh, that project's gone. That happened. (laughs) Anyway, there's a,
1: yeah, so they're on my own personal property. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but we, uh, yeah, it's, there's there's a lot of risk involved. So there should be a reward attached to taking high risk. Um, But yeah, there's, Yes, the market is gonna, you know, the economy is gonna gonna go down here a little bit, um, but yeah, that's an economic cycle, right? Um, so yeah, I'm I'm not excited that's happening, but I I'm not I'm not leaving, I'm not uh, not liquidating my stuff. It's yeah, it's it's a it's a long game here. So and there's an opportunity in every type of eco- economic situation. There's an opportunity. Um, just kind of think a little differently about it
0: yeah and I, I i like to hear that and i think that's exactly the mentality and you know who knows maybe some economic downturn will encourage you know northview or kingset or some of these companies to liquidate some things <laughs> and throw <laughs> them on the market and... <laughs>
1: oh
0: god we'll, we'll yeah. see we'll
1: see
0: <laughs> okay i'm gonna wrap it up thanks for uh, coming on the podcast Rob. do you want to ring the ship's bell i absolutely will thank as you very much
1: it was a good time